The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 123, recorded Thursday, December 9th, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the team. The other half is... Michael Diaz. Hey, Michael. I'm kind of sick of trying this. <laughs> Right. What our listeners don't know is this is our what fifth or sixth attempt, 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 attempt. Yeah. To record this podcast. Yeah, we're. Well, we keep a, trying. We keep trying. Um, how you been? Good. Not as good. I mean, better than you. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I had a vacation. Went to to Gatlinburg. Came back. We went to Dollywood. Uh, she wasn't there. Like I said before, we left, and then. <laughs> Uh, came back sick and uh, tried it. We were going to record it the day and it didn't happen then. And who knows at about two minutes and 24 seconds, if it'll happen again, but uh, we'll try. Well, we'll know soon enough. We'll know in a minute and a half. Right. And in that time, <laughs> in that time, Michael, we have news. Let's just jump right into it and see what happens. Okay. So news, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse lauded. We like it. We debate as to whether or not it's the best Spider-Man movie. We were waiting on the sequel. We got the trailer for that sequel. And there was a little surprise. The sequel is part one. I've, I'm assuming at least two parts. I would hope so. Right. Yeah, at least two parts. Right. Right, right, right. It looks cool. Um, I think it starts sometime after. We don't know. could be one of many adventures, but it looks like well, it starts a little bit after because they're drawn differently. It does definitely uh, happen after. The first movie. No, no, we don't know how much. Yeah, how much longer (laughs) afterwards? There is some debate. Some people are saying uh, they think it's an extensive, or at least a significant time jump. That's what Joe's seeing, I believe. He's taller, bigger. She's got longer hair, and bigger, taller. It could be that it does. I mean, the trailer begins in almost an exact same scene from how the first movie ends. So, if it is a time jump then they've done a good job of trying to uh, mislead us viewers. Right. But we'll it looks see. interesting. It looks really interesting, though. I mean, it starts off really cool. I don't know who the big Spider-Man is. I think you probably know more about that than I do. Yeah, well, so we saw at the end of the last film, it was, we, we saw after the end credits, Spider-Man 2099. Miguel, I can't remember his last name. I should know better. But anyhow, I read that book back in the day. We're talking like, 30 years ago. All right. Not 30 years ago. 20 years ago. No, maybe close to 30 years ago. Good Lord, I'm old, Joe. But, uh, very popular character. He's Spider-Man from the year, well, 2099, which is not as far now as it used to be. Now it's only 70 years in the future. Uh, voiced by Oscar Isaac. He shows up at those uh, end credits, and then we see him in the Across the Spider-Universe trailer. So, obviously there's going to be that portion in the 2099 or maybe he comes to our time who knows but we know we're going to see at least that spider-man who knows what other versions of spider-man we're going to see right it looks fun i mean the first one was great 
Um, you know, we'll see what he runs into. Dare we think you may have a little uh, jump into No Way Home? You know, I would, I would, I would like that. I know there were talks about possibly having Tom Holland make a cameo in the first no, one no, no. for whatever reason. When did no, they talk I'm about talking, that? No, I don't know. But I mean, what if Miles, what if like just they're walking down the street and you look into a window where there's a bunch of TVs and you see the animated Miles Morales in there? That would be cool. I 100% agree. That would be cool. But we've already met in the very first Spider-Man Homecoming. We met the MCU's version we did. of Miles' uncle. We did. So, Miles exists in the MCU. Somewhere. He just might not be... He's somewhere. Right. So, it would be interesting if we did see some kind of nod. I mean, especially seeing as we already know No Way Home is jumping universes. We know that Into the Spider-Verse is jumping universes. It kind of makes sense for them to at least, you know, wink and a nod of some sort, right? I would think so. Anyhow, I'm excited. I it came out I, of nowhere, which was nice. Like, and nobody expected any preview right now with all the other Spider-Man going on. It's like, oh, right. So Sony's pretty smart with the marketing. Like, oh, you know, while Spider-Man's firing, make sure they got their other property going. It's all they got. They don't have the Marvel universe. They have the Spider-Man universe, which is going to grow exponentially in the next, you know, six months with Venom going into it and Morbius. Morbius preview is great. Have you seen the new... Did you see that Mor- Morbius... Uh, it's not in our rundown. Did you see the Morbius uh, three-minute... Uh, I think it's called The Change or something like that, where he becomes uh, the creature? I did not. I missed that. It's really but good. I have to admit, I'm really not into the whole Morbius movie at all. Like, I'll watch it. I'm into new characters I don't know anything about because I have no nothing going into it. So I'm a little excited about it. And that's fine. I, I just was never into Michael Morbius in the comics either. I had no idea who it was. So it doesn't. it's one of those things like, I don't know. But, you know, that said, just because I'm not into it doesn't mean it's not going to be a good movie. I mean, let's face it. Iron Man was not an A-list uh, comic book property. I mean, there were some good stories, no question. But he wasn't, you know, Spider-Man by any means. No, but I always dug Iron Man for some reason. I don't know what it was. I liked him too. I, I I collected his title off and on, and various. You know, I'd read it for a while, then get bored and leave it alone, and then they'd bring on a new creative team, and I would jump back on. So, right. but you know, making him the corner piece of the MCU, no one that should not have necessarily worked, and it did. So, I'm not shooting on uh, the Morbius movie. I'm just so far I haven't seen anything that really interests me other than it's a vampire-esque movie, and yeah, I don't know. It looks all right. Yeah. Well, let's keep it moving because we got a lot to talk about. Um, quickly, we don't have to have a lot to say about it, but uh, it looks like Rogue Squadron's back on the on the menu, boys, as they say. You didn't see Lord of the Rings, but uh, um, back on the menu, she dropped her direction for Cleopatra. She's going to stay a producer, and it looks like, according to Variety, that she's going to go right back on a Rogue Squadron. So this leads me to believe people were saying it was creative differences. I didn't think it was. I yeah. thought it was it was it was uh, companies fighting each other for somebody's time, and they said choose. And I think she chose. I think she. I think this passion project for her for Rogue Squadron and her dad and that that thing that they they put together at the beginning is bigger than Cleopatra for her. So 
Yeah, I mean, let's face it. I mean, they've done Cleopatra before. I think it's one of the most expensive movies ever filmed at the time, and it turned out to be a huge bomb, didn't it? Oh, I don't know. You're talking about the Elizabeth. Yeah. I don't know if it bombed. I think it did. I think it was a huge, huge money suck. But, I mean, let's face it. Patty Jenkins, Gal Gadot, it's probably going to do decent. But now she's gone. But I'm okay with that. I I care more about Rogue Squadron than I do about Cleopatra. I think you're exactly the same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... And I, I forgot who was doing the uh, who they picked up it was someone that did what I I, I lost I who know. it was it was another female director and I thought she did something else anyway um, probably did do something else but I am a hundred and ten percent I don't know why I said that I'm a hundred percent on board I'm happier we'll, we'll see on. yeah I mean Disney has said nothing this is all trade magazines saying the stuff so there's no official from the, anyone so. Um, but there was, well, it's not official. I guess it's official. They, they, it's in many, uh, according to Variety and Hollywood uh, Reporter as well. The Acolyte, the, we believe a Sith beginning possibly um, show that's coming on Disney Plus has casted uh, Amanda, uh, Amanda Stenberg. And uh, as a, I don't know if it's the lead role, but they are... That's who's been casted. And they were in uh, The Hunger Games. If you ever see The Hunger Games, uh, they played Rue. That's Rue. Oh, yeah. That's great. And I know that I, they... I they, loved. I, I'm saying they on purpose because uh, they identify as non-binary. So I'm trying to really acknowledge that in the, from the press release. Respect so. their pronouns. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. I mean, I think they will be great. I mean, looks, I mean, I don't know what the role is at all, so it doesn't really matter. You know, it's all new stuff, but uh, I'm looking, that's one of the shows I'm looking, really looking forward to. It's, it's, it could be so different than anything that's ever been done. Uh, I want to see some of the kind of the, the, the villain side of, of Star Wars universe and maybe storytelling from that side, that point of view. Yeah, I'd be good with that. I, I think you're more excited than I am, only because we don't know anything about it. Like, I'd like to know a little bit more. Yeah, we will. I mean, they'll they'll let us know. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure that'll affect my excitement level. But for now, okay, interesting. Let, let's hear yeah. more. Let's hear more. Um, this is official, though. There is a Shang Chi uh, sequel now officially greenlit. I totally missed that. Yeah, it was uh, yesterday. It was greenlit. Somehow I missed that, but that's that's good. I liked the first one quite a bit. I loved it. I loved it. I'm so happy. Yeah, you loved it. I liked it. Yeah, I, I loved it. It's, one of, it's top three for me. Top three, top four, Marvel. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's way up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's that good. I would not put it up that high, but that's me. We'll discuss this when we reviewed it. No. Yep. Don't need go, to rehash. Go check it out. Uh, I'm going to skip the next one because that can the last one might lead into what we're going to talk about later, and that is uh, the Hawkeye episode three and four. Um, why don't you take the next two since you threw those on there? Well, I know you're a big fan of Peacemaker and can't wait for him to show up again in his show. Yeah, it's great. So, <laughs> all right. So Peacemaker trailer was out. It's over the top. It's totally James Gunn. Uh, John Cena plays the biggest I don't know prick is that the word you want to be I don't know the biggest 
douche, but he does it with a plum. I, I, I mean, they play the hair metal music. It's over the top. He, I mean, he has a pet eagle named what? Eagly, I think he calls him. It's all of it is over the top, and I'm here for it. I giggled the entire time I watched the trailer. I know you're not the biggest fan of him from the second Suicide Squad movies. I, I don't even think you, you were not even a huge fan of the second or the Suicide Squad. No. no. <laughs> I lack, loved it. Lack of story really bothers me no matter what I watch. I loved it, and I'm here for the Peacemaker trailer. I I think it looks fantastic. I can't wait till it comes out. To I'm, me, Suicide he, Squad and Venom 2 are the same thing in Venom. It's, let's just break shit. Okay. Let's not have a story. Let's just break shit. That's not funny. The story. The, what story? There's a story. <laughs> yeah, okay. Go over there and break shit. That was the story. <laughs> Go to that tower and break shit. That's the story. Well, I mean, it's an action movie, but there was a story. Okay. You tell you. You keep telling yourself that. Um, next one. Was that it? You got the last two. Okay. No, I didn't, I didn't mention the other one. Okay. Uh, we went the second official oh. trailer. Yeah, I skipped right. over. Gotcha. Um, a second official trailer to Matrix Resurrections came out, and deja vu. Like I this see. Is, go ahead. This is going to be great to watch on HBO Max. Exactly. <laughs> I am not. I pay for HBO. I am not going to go pay for this more in the theater. Now, people that know me, like I went and, and Michael and I uh, went to see Dune. We both have HBO Max, and like we paid to see Dune because like that. That needed to see in the theater. I don't care what anybody says. I don't need I to agree. see this. In the th- I don't need to see this in the theater. Nothing about any of the trailers has gotten me excited. The only line I liked it was it was uh, I still know kung fu. Yeah, that was so, fun. Right. It, it, it looks, looks fun. fun. It looks fun. Go I ahead. don't like. Go ahead. Well, I'm just I'm just going to probably say what you say. It looks fun. It doesn't look terrible, but it doesn't scream to me. You know innovation like the first one did it doesn't fuck with your head right there's this only one just, they're one Wykowski down that's why well, <laughs> well no I mean let's face it uh, <laughs> revolutions and revelations or whatever they were revolutions, yeah. but they weren't that great no so I all that to say even when you have two Wachowskis right. they weren't that great <laughs> So well, I see. Then, it'd be great. Could so, be fun. But I'm right there with you. I'm not going to go to the theater for this film. No. Nope. M- maybe that'll end up being a mistake. Maybe there's going to be some massive thing. Maybe they've got something new, like Bullet Time was 22 years ago, and it's going to blow everyone's mind. I don't feel that. I feel like more of this film is kind of like, it's, it's definitely nostalgic, but it's also a way of kind of like looking at where we've come in the last 22 years. And it's more like an extended Black Mirror episode that I, I feel right. than a huge action movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, but no Matrix, no Black Mirror, maybe. I don't know. So, just like you said, so succinctly. Can't wait to watch this on these <laughs> Yep, when nothing else is on. Um, my favorite news of the week is the in, 
I won't say announcement by Kevin Feige, but the way he talked about this particular piece of news, and that is uh, Charlie Cox returning as Daredevil. Now, I don't have the quote in front of me, so um, I know there's the internet and all that, but basically Feige said, if, maybe, when we do something with Daredevil, Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox will play Daredevil. And to me, that's as, as good as gold because it's like saying like, well, we're not going to cast, we're not going to make this movie, but if we did, Charlie Cox is the guy. Like, why would you say that anyways, unless it's already cast and you've got things in your mind? It's it, like, stop it. Right. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, but you're right. It's not, it's just, for you, it's gold. And I'm sure, I'm it's sure gold. like just about everyone else. We're gonna see Charlie Cox in the Spider-Man movie. Well, I don't know I, if we'll see him. I don't know if we'll see him in there. I don't, I'm not saying that it could be She-Hulk. Could be. Fair point. Fair could point. Be, I think we're. I definitely think as we lead into the Hawkeye, I definitely think we're gonna see Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, they, and that's that actually made me wonder: Are we gonna see Daredevil in Hawkeye? Possible. Everyone's been hinting or just talking about is Uncle. Is that really Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin? Should be. Hopefully. If it's following the comics, it definitely should be. Right. So, now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil, but I'm not, I mean, I'm fairly certain he'll show up in Spider-Man, but not enough to, like, bet my pinky finger or anything. Oh, no, I don't know about, yeah. And and he may not be the, 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 quote, the same Daredevil. Could be alternate, you know, universe, I suppose. Um. But anyways, I, I, I hope I, – when Kevin Feige doesn't say things on accident, he just doesn't. He doesn't give anything away ever. He knows what he's doing. Right. But so, I'm sure Charlie Cox loves that vote of confidence. Oh, hell yeah. Well, Vincent D'Onofrio tweeted right after it too. Oh, yeah. I saw that too. So, God, they, they really love to stir the pot because none of this is confirmed. But they, they got people talking. Look, we're talking about it now. So, hey, right. free marketing budget for Marvel. Right. It worked. All right. Let's move on to our geek this week. Uh, we're going to talk Hawkeye in a minute. And my geek this week, if you are – thanks to my friend Michael, who I think like a month ago sent me a link saying, hey, you can get the new Amazon 10, 10-inch tablet. I got it for a Black Friday price of 70 bucks. $75, and I'm making them charge me monthly because you can. <laughs> With no interest. <laughs> it's like, well, if you get that for the next month or two, hey. Hey, hey. just made out. Um, but I went to, I downloaded my Comixology app, which I haven't done in a while because I've been buying it. But now I'm, I think I'm going to switch back to digital just it's easier. Um, and they had a, a deal for uh, volumes one through four of the uh, Fraction Hawkeye comic, which this is, I guess, a little bit based off of. And I could tell by the first 20 pages or so, or the first, actually, the first comic of the volume one. Uh, there's a lot of similarities. It's different, but they're similar. Um, but I got the whole, all four volumes for $6.50. I, I forgot you mentioned this previously, and I didn't pick up that deal. Is it gone? I haven't looked. Oh, it might not be gone. I don't know. I'll double check. I mean, it's not the end of the world. I have. I think I mentioned this before. I have the hardcover omnibus of it. So, yeah. But for six bucks, 50 cents, have four volumes. That's a pretty good deal. Oh, it's fantastic. So, 
if you're a fan of the Hawkeye show, go ahead and download that. Go get them. Uh, and then the other thing I did, which it's not really a geek thing for here, but I loved it. I watched the uh, Beatles get back all 9.8 hours, whatever it was of it. And I you loved know, it. I loved it. Now, let me say, before you get into this, A, you got to be a Beatles fan. B, you have to like really enjoy watching the craft of people doing things because basically you're just sitting in the room with them. It's not fun for like, if you're not a fan, like my wife hated it. Like, what do you watch? This is stupid. They're just talking. Like, it's it was a, a chance to like, I've never seen them in a room like this, just talking. I've never seen them like work, you know, songs out and like they're making making songs that are timeless and they don't know it. They're just making songs like they're they're gabbing and Paul's writing let it be in the background. There's you know like right. what the you know it's like to me it's like holy cow and you know even when they're arguing like they argue so nice like <laughs> George is like I'm going to go home now. Goodbye. <laughs> like they didn't cuss oh, at right. each other. They didn't, you know it's not like a Guns N' Roses thing where they probably threw shit at each other or whatever. But yeah, like, four so, bottles of Jack at each other. Right. And then you have to realize that like this is the last album that they cut. Actually, they cut it at the same time as Abbey Road. It's, there's, you know, nuances between. It's not necessarily recorded last, but it's the last released album. Because um, they're right. writing they're writing other songs during this that's not on the Let It Be album. But just, they're all under 30 years old, man. Right. Oh, I was an idiot before I turned 30, so I mean, I'm there with you. I, I think you love it a little bit more. I'm a Beatles fan, but I'm not like an obsessive Beatles fan. Like, I enjoy their music. Uh, I don't know that I bought any of their music, but of course, who doesn't know the Beatles, right? Right. But like you, Sheila and I are watching it, and we both love it. Now, we're only about four and a half, maybe five hours into the nine. Um. You know, they're back at their Apple Studios recording again. Right. That's where we are. But, you know, in Hamilton, where they talk about how uh, the room where it happens. Right. Have you seen Hamilton? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, Aaron Burr always wants to be in the room where it happens, where all the, you know, where shit gets done. Right. That's where we are. That's what this whole thing is. You're inside the room where it happens, and... Like like you said, you're watching these musical geniuses. All, who, gave themselves, who gave themselves three weeks to write an album. Right. So three <laughs> weeks, we're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to make an album in three weeks, and then all the songs have become huge. <laughs> well, and the other thing that's cool, too, is, I mean, yes, there's moments where you're like, there's, there's Paul writing, get back. I mean, yep. it starts with just him with a riff, and he's singing gibberish. Yep. Um, but then words start to come and then what also i found very entertaining is that they just love music so much when they're not recording they're constantly playing music and right. singing the songs they grew up in love right it was fun it was fun yeah. it's not a beatles podcast go check it out disney plus go ahead michael all right i've got a massive geek this week so part of that um well not part of that comics college comicsology sale I did buy some stuff few weeks ago but uh joe have you ever heard of humble bundle humble bum humble bundle i can can't get it out have you heard of no. humble bundle no so they're a geek site where basically they're like here's the deal we're gonna we're supporting this charity here's the bundle and if you get in right away let's say they start at five bucks so like we'll give you you know x number of comics or video games or whatever um and if you get in early 
you, you pay that price and then if you're there early enough, you get everything else. So if once they start the campaign, if it starts if it starts doing well, they're like, all right, now if you give ten bucks, we'll give you all those original comics and then all these other comics. But I believe the way it's set up, and please correct me if I'm wrong, someone. I think if you get in in that first level, you get everything that comes after. Oh wow! So I actually got in at the end, like there was like a day and a half left, and they had all twenty volumes or twenty eight volumes of Lone Wolf and Cub. Included, DRM free, um, and also the prequel series Samurai Executioner. They had another one called uh, Wave Your Path of the Assassin. Basically, hundreds and hundreds of dollars of manga, classic manga that are all samurai based or martial arts based. Is it in English? Can you read it? Yeah, it's all in English. Okay. And, <laughs> yes, I wouldn't do that otherwise because I don't read Japanese. Um, but we're talking seminal epic works that I, I think my level is $25 and they say, you know, $650 worth of comics. Yes. It's $650 worth of comics. Now it's not printed. You get, you get them all in PDF or if you prefer, um, a CBZ format. What's CBZ? CBZ is if you can download, there's several, uh, comic book, we call it comic book reader apps. Oh, like, well, I use Comixology where you can, does the panel movement and all that, which I dig that. No, no, no. You'll, you'll have to get like a dedicated reader, like Astonishing Reader, I think is one of them. Wow. There's several out there. But if you download something, it's basically a modified PDF, or not modified, a modified zip that the comic reader can read. Got it. Or you can get them as straight PDFs. And that's what I did. I, I got them. I downloaded them to my, or uploaded them to my Kindle. I've been reading manga in my Kindle. I've read volumes one through three. I spent 25 bucks and literally have hundreds of dollars worth of. On the fire manga. or the. Nope. I, I put it, I, I did put one on the 10 inch uh, fire, but I actually like reading it better on my smaller. It's all black Kindle and white, right? Yeah. It's all black and white. So, anyway. so it looks good. It looks good. looks great. Yeah. So. I read three volumes of that, so they're each about three hundred pages, but they, they go fast. Yeah, like there's a there's a lot of not Drawing. speaking, just right. movement and drawings, which are amazing to look at, but you tear through it pretty quick. So right. I read that. Um, I watched Starship Troopers again. Why? I love that movie. I love oh. it. It's yeah, but as long as you go into it realizing it's a parody about fascism, it's it's funny. It's hilarious. And it's also over-the-top action. Everything's over-the-top in that movie. It's okay. Terrible, horrible acting. But a fun movie. Uh, and then I watched The Matrix as well. I was, you know... I watched that like six months ago. I watched it again this week. And it's funny because it, it reminded me of how The Matrix ends, where it doesn't end suggesting the next two films. No. It, it ends very much in almost like the way Highlander ends from the 80s, where basically... You think Neo's going to wake all these people up and show them some kind of amazing insight as to who they are as people, and that never happens in the next two movies. Nope. But what they promised coming next did not come to fruition. Right. Uh, and I'll try to wrap this up. So I bought Superman and the Authority, which is the collection of Grant Morrison's uh, short uh, run. And you love that, right? Jesus Christ. Don't, I'm going to say it right now. Don't buy it. <laughs> what made it bad? Well, the Authority's been around for some odd 20 years. I have no idea what it is, but... The Authority was basically like an extreme version of the Avengers. 
Oh. It's, but it's fantastic. It's one of the best comics I've read in my life. It was owned by Wildstorm Comics. DC absorbed Wildstorm into their universe. This is them bringing the authority back after all these years. And if you're an authority fan, it is boring as fuck. They, Grant Morrison, I'm sorry, does, was not... He, he can write amazing comics. This is not one of them. It's just boring. I I spent the 20, some like 20 bucks on the trade. Tore through it thinking it was going to be great. About halfway through it, I'm like, what the fuck did I buy? This is terrible. Well, that's too bad. And last but not least, I'm reading the Beta Ray Bill trade paperback that... Uh, Oh, what's the guy's name? I'm looking right here next to me. Daniel Warren Johnson wrote. He did some a couple a couple few creator owned books for Image. He um, basically did a post apocalyptic Wonder Woman book last year, and now he's doing this. I just I love his work. I love his writing. I love his art. So tearing through that, and that's my geek this week. Well, that's good. It's a lot of geeking. Lots a lot of, of geeking. geeking. A lot of geeking going on. Um, all right. You know what? Before we jump into our main topic of Hawkeye, I just want to let everybody know and thank our current Patreon members that have really helped the show. It's really, really helping us out. I can't, we can't thank you enough. Um, if you'd like to help out the show, go to patreon.com slash KyberCast and choose your tier. And, uh, that helps the show get its bills paid. Um, but the show will always be free. That's just one way to help us out. Um, so enough about that. Let's jump right into Hawkeye episodes three and four. Um, Michael, I'm going to have you start it off. I, I, I have a lot of thoughts, um, but I, I kind of want to see where you're at because we haven't talked well, at all really about it. We haven't. Um, well, first thing I'm going to say is spoiler alert. So if you're listening to this podcast, we are going to talk about episodes three and four in, in depth. So if you have not seen them yet, you might want to hit stop now. Right. So, if you're still here, here we go. Uh, let's talk about episode three first. It's called Echoes. Yep. Which makes sense because we get our first in, we get our introduction to Echo. Well, we saw her in a cameo at the end of episode two. Correct. But it's interesting in that her um, upbringing very much, in many ways, kind of mirrors Kate's. Right. The difference being that Kate obviously came from a position of privilege. Right. We don't know much about her father yet. Now, I'm talking about Echo. We don't know much about her father other than he seems to be some kind of middle management crime boss. Right. right. I mean, he's a tracksuit mafia. Right. He's with the tracksuit mafia, but he, we know he's, that. he's definitely not the king of the hill. No, he was probably the leader of the, let's say, the neighborhood version. Like the, the Cub Scout leader. Try. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, um, he, he obviously is killed. We've seen a flashback. And now Echo wants it. He's killed by apparently Ronan. We don't know that it was Ronan per se. It probably it could be. Could we be. We don't know for sure. But um, so now because of that, she has... Um, a mad on, if you will, to take down Ronan and kill Ronan, who doesn't exist anymore. But we all know. Well, well they, we did see Ronan kill her father. We did see that. Right. We did see that. Hey, I have a cat here. Hey, nice. Anyway, 
Uh, we did see Ronan kill her father. Well, at least we saw someone costumed as, as Ronan. Right. So we'll get to a little bit more on that in episode four. But what, like I said, Marvel likes to play with their titles and makes them very thematic. So the fact that we've already seen Kate dressed as Ronan, I'm not saying Kate killed her father, right? but Echoes. We see the echo of how, well, Echo right. kind of mirrors Kate, but also kind of mirrors Hawkeye a bit. The fact that Hawkeye is losing his hearing and she is deaf. Right. But also, I think it's intentional that we didn't see who Ronan was that killed her father and, you know, was taking out part members of the the, the uh, tracksuit mafia. I think it's a hint, because of the title, that someone else is wearing that suit. So... I've been babbling. What do you think, Joe? <laughs> Excuse me. Is my Perfect timing. <laughs> Perfect timing. That's what happens when you're sick. Um, first of all, I liked three and four a lot. I, I, it, episodes three and four pulled me into the series way more than one and two. Um, I, I think this might be my favorite series. Out of all of them so far. Wow. Only because I'm starting to really start to like the story and the character developments. Um, especially yesterday's uh, number four. That's probably my favorite one so far. But um, just, just th- th- I think that the, the uh, kind of the camaraderie that's being built between uh, Barton and Kate Bishop uh, is getting better. Um, seeing Hawkeye almost he's 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 kind of, he's broken down in a way, mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, and you see that, and you know he's just playing with these guys too until he actually meets Echo, and then you know there's a little bit of some good fighting in there, good action in in episode three. Um, you know breaking out of that place. Um, but at the same time, they've done a good job of of. Uh, of bringing the characters forward. So I, I really like that. Um, yeah. I liked it a lot. Uh, well, and it's, it's interesting. These two episodes are completely different. In that yeah. Well, where episode three ends is the sword at his throat, right? Correct. But action, or not action, episode three, I've already given away what I'm going to talk about, Sorry. is an action fest. When that car chase, I don't know. What did you think? I loved it. I loved it. It was fun. So did I. So what I liked about it, and I read after the fact, was that they filmed it, I want to say, if not entirely, almost entirely, practically. We're talking. Right. No CGI, right? They actually drove around and chased and did all those things. Now, obviously... There were some tricks involved because, you know, they keep rotating or inside of the car and outside of the car. Sure, but they they do as little as possible to break those shots. Right. I loved it, and I love that it was done practically. But Shaley is like, why does this feel like an episode of some eighties TV show? Because it's done practically. And, <laughs> That's exactly. Why. That's why I said. I said, I'm like, it's kind of like the A Team, but not as cheesy. Right. Which I loved. 
I, I love that they did it practically because, I mean, we're going to see explosions, right? You know, how many Marvel films have we seen? Someone's chasing someone, someone, something blows up, and it's cool, no question. But you know, okay, they may have blown that car up, but it was on the street all by itself, and then they inserted everything and blah, blah, blah. Right. This one, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. Films have gotten so good that you almost can't tell. But when they do things practically, it's got that slight little rougher edge that lets you know that, yes, this is practical, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the little things of, like, I'm not going to uh, throw an arrow th- or destroy a 1970 Charger or Challenger. Right. <laughs> and then, oh, then it gets destroyed anyway, like you say. I, I really like the Hawkeye character in the show. I think that's what's really drawn me to it because we never really spent any time with him uh, as a human other than a little bit in Infinity War. Like Infinity War might be the most Hawkeye you'll see and what he has yeah. to go through, through, through everything that we've been through. Um, like I said in, in a prior, I think the last episode, like we never got a Hawkeye prequel. So uh, we don't really know how it all started for him. But this this the series is hinting at it. And then we'll talk about that in episode four a little more. Um, but I, I liked all the action that like, you know, firing the different arrows and you finding out later on that like that's is all the arrows yes it's the jo- right. no, the ongoing joke that he never runs out of arrows right uh but he does and he has to get him back <laughs> you make a good point in that we really didn't get to know hawkeye that well in the movies no i mean he shows up for an extended cameo in thor yep and then what we really don't see him again until avengers and he's not even him for 90% of the movie. Exactly. Most of the movie, he's, you know, possessed by the, well, whatever stone it was. Right. Um, yeah, he's a bad guy for 90% of the movie, like you said. So, and then we really don't see him again. Whereas, like, even like Scarlet Witch, she showed up in Iron Man 2, 3, 3. She shows up in Iron Man 3. Again, it's not a huge role. It was in the Civil War, No. Oh, no, she showed up in Iron Man. She was uh, she was a new assistant, or whatever. Remember, you, said, first, you said Scarlet Witch. Not you're thinking Black Widow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Black Widow. My bad. God, I'm speaking terribly tonight. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. Black Widow. Red Scarlet Widow. I don't know what I'm talking about. Black Widow. I apologize. Shows up in Iron Man three. One of them. Iron Man two. Iron Man two. Thank you. Um, but then, yeah, she shows up in the Avengers, but then she also, but even before, I mean, after that, she shows up in, you know, Winter Soldier. She has a significant role. Huge role. That's, that, that actually made her more, that was her human coming out party. Exactly. But we keep seeing her. I mean, she was in Civil War quite a bit, whereas Clint. We don't see him again until Ultron. We don't see him until Ultron and then Civil War. Where he shows up to help him out. Yeah. And then what? Not again until... Infinity. Infinity. We yeah. He got short shrift. So now that we're seeing more of him, yes, I'm liking him much more as a character. Because even in Endgame, he, we see him at the beginning. It's terribly right. tragic. But right. then we don't see him again until he's Ronin and he's killing everybody. Right. And then he watches Nat die. Right. 
So I think that's a good, I don't know if you have more to say about episode three, but I think that's a good segue in episode four. Well, no, it is because that's, that's the point of like, they start connecting in three, even though, you know, she drops down and at the end of two or whatever. And, yes. uh, you know, they, they get out and, and do what they need to do. And then they go back to the house. And next thing you know, he's got a Ronin sword at his throat. Um, so episode four begins with basically he doesn't get cut. <laughs> Because no. I don't know how to say his name. Duquens? Duquens? Du- du- Duques? I don't know. It's I can't say it. Anyways, mustache dude, the swordsman, whatever. Exactly. Um, now, this was a slower episode, but it was a... I like what I liked about the episode is uh, I guess this is the really sappy part of it. It's later on. It's, it's in the middle of it is the Christmas of it in a way. Where yeah. she comes back over and they, you know, he's got the stupid Christmas sweaters on and, you know, talking things through. Um, I just, there was a really good connection. And it, it, the, I, what I, what I'm saying about three and four is that it brought it back to Hawkeye where I was complaining a little bit in one and two from the last time we're saying, oh, is this just about Kate Bishop? Because I want to know about Hawkeye. So they brought more Hawkeye back. A hundred percent. That That's what pulled me into the series more. And I, and I, I like the simplicity of this series. It's kind of like Ant-Man to me. That I yeah. like the simplicity of that, that like just the characters really well. Um and I think Jeremy Renner is just killing it in this in this uh especially this episode was really strong, I thought. I thought. Even though it was slow and a lot of talking, but there's it was a lot of good, I believe, um, you know, catching up with with who he is and the and and you know, the flashbacks of Nat and simple things like like it was really when they started talking, I don't know. I think it's probably the most grabbing part of the series so far. When she says, "What was the best shot you took?" He's like, "The one I didn't." Yep. And then you find out, like, well, he was sent to kill Nat. Yep. I never knew that. Maybe that's in the comics. I never knew that. It's not in the comics, huh? but okay, it it fits the MCU very well, right? And I I I agree with you. You know, episode three, huge on action. I mean. Not to go back to it, but, you know, they have that massive fight with uh, the tracksuit mafia, and then they get in the car, the car chase, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, it's nice to have, I don't want to call it a breather, but it is kind of a breather episode where you get to see this, the characters be their characters and bond. Right. And to your point, you said earlier that uh, Clint is a broken man, both physically and mentally, and we see that. 100% in this episode, you know, he talks about the shot he didn't take, but then he basically doesn't come out and say it, but alludes very heavily that he's got a lot of skeletons, like li- almost literal skeletons in his closet. He was a weapon, right? He's an assassin. It's what the government trained him or whatever. Right. I was a weapon. And what you get, and it's so subtle but perfect is that when he tells that story about not taking that shot, because he just knew something inherent in him knew that Nat wanted out. That's the change for him. Right. Because then they become close. She becomes family. She was a weapon. And it all then ties together. Right. Right. But they find their humanity in each other. Right. And now that you know what he's been through and then 
had to watch her die. He is. He's a broken man. He's trying to atone for his life of sin. And I don't know that he ever can in his own eyes. No, and that's what the whole Ronin suit is, right? He's trying to go back and atone. Right. But a lot of other interesting stuff happened in this too. Um, We'll get to the reveal later. But the watch makes a comeback finally. Remember when you talked about like they just stopped talking about it? Yeah. And they go to find the watch. Obviously, they were for those that watched the show. They were they it was almost bait. It was almost used as bait because they had it set up uh, to catch them uh, in the apartment. It happens to be Echo's apartment, right? Yep. Now, here's my only problem with the show so far. Here's the one plot hole. Who's Kate Bishop's parent? What does her mom do? She runs a security company, Bishop yeah. Security. Yeah, she security equipment, everything, right? She didn't know what those flashing lights were in, in the room. Like all the smart shit she did, she was just encrypted her mom's computer, did all this, but she didn't know that that, that was a security. In the room. A silent security? Yeah. I, I hadn't thought of that. That's a good catch, Joe. Like to me, that was like, okay, come on. Like you, You've been great this whole time, but now this one thing that's, that should, you should know because you've been in a family of security, you didn't know. Um, anyways, small That potato. is a good catch. Small no, that's potato. a good catch. I guess here's my question to you then. Who does the watch belong to? Well, you know what? This is stupid. Um, I'm thinking it actually belonged to Clint's wife. I think she may have been either a shield agent or a widow. She speaks Russian really quickly or German. I thought that was German. I thought it was German. German. That was weird. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, they did come out of nowhere. And then how is she able to feed him intel so easily? Uh-huh. I mean, you could say it's just his wife, but yeah. no, she has experience in that. Right. I'm guessing she may have been a shield, not necessarily a widow. Right. Well, so that's interesting you said that. So up until episode four, I was pretty convinced the watch was a piece of Stark tech. And it might still it's be. Maybe, yeah, right. But I thought it was something akin to like we saw in uh, Civil War. Remember when Tony had that watch and he turned it into a glove and then started shooting at people? Right, right. I thought it was something like that. I don't think that anymore. No, he said it could uh, it, it can incriminate somebody to another. Well, he doesn't want to get his wife involved either. And blow the cover. Right. When he said that, I thought he was talking about himself. I thought maybe the watch belonged to Ronin. But now that you've said what you've said, I have to think you're right, because I thought, wasn't there a scene in Ultron? And God, I, I might be remembering it wrong, but I thought there was something about, I mean, they kept his family off the shield rolls. Right. But I thought someone said something to his wife about, you know, she's not an agent anymore or something like that. Oh, well, I don't remember. I thought there was something about that. Now I have to go back and check it out. Yeah. But I thought... There was some sort of reference to her no longer being an agent. So I don't remember that. It may be. Well, I think, it, I think it's her watch, put it that way. Or she has something to do with that watch. Which initially I want to say no because it looks larger, like it's a men's watch. But yeah. I I don't know. I you know, I'm thinking your comment makes a lot of sense now. Well, we'll see. I think you're onto something. We'll see. Maybe my NyQuil induced coma over the last three days have 
a live song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, so we know it's they have or somebody had, it's they were gonna they retrieve it, but uh, happened to be in Echo's apartment and hijinks ensue, big fights. Um, you know, up on the in various buildings, some flipping around. Someone else joins the fight. And interestingly, though, uh, I find that there's, I felt like there's some kind of respect almost coming from Echo to Kate Bishop as they were fighting, like mutual. I don't know what it was. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, as I said, they're kind of echoes of each other. They both, she, right. you know, Kate came from a world of privilege. Echo does not appear to have come up that way, but she is definitely well trained. But she doesn't feel evil. No, and she's not. Well, well, we, know, we know there's going to be a, a series for her, so we know that. Right, they're not going to do a series. She's going to redeem herself somehow. Right. Right Right now, she, yeah, right now she's not evil. It seems to me that she's using the, you know, tracksuit mafia as an end to a means that I want to avenge my father. Let's use the crew he was working with. Right. Right. But... And the, shot, talk about, uh, and the shot. Well, before we get to the to the to the reveal, uh, the shot where Kate Bishop falls, and it, you know, oh yes, very important. I mean, well, sure, they 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 teed it up with they showed the 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 Nat fall earlier in the episode, right? Right. So then he's staring at her, and he, then he cuts and lets her go because all the lights were there. But right. So but yes, here's this broken right. man in a similar situation. Someone's near to him. Right. Obviously not as close as Nat, but here's someone he literally just promised their mother at the beginning of the episode right. to keep her safe. And then, right, he basically lets her go. And her mom's still dirty. Like, we got to figure that out. Oh, there's no doubt that her mom, Eleanor, is dirty as fuck. Right. Well, I mean, they're money laundering. We know that. At we the very that. least, yes. Yeah. But it's got to be for Kingpin, the money laundering. It's got to be. Well, yeah, I mean, it's got to be. Got to be. Got to be. So if you were a betting man, do you think Vincent D'Onofrio is going to show up as Kingpin? Yes. In this series? Yes. I can't disagree with you. I'd say it's better than a 65% chance. I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you 100%. I can't argue that. Or, or a different version of Kingpin, but everything seems to be going that way. We know we know the comic. I mean, it's not you know people that read the comics know that. Um, but we we had a version of the Kingpin in the eighties during the terrible Hulk movie with the Daredevil. It's terrible. <laughs> we had you know um, Michael Clark Duncan play a version of Kingpin, which was fine. It was an okay version uh, in a terrible movie. What movie was that one? Daredevil. Oh, the Ben Affleck one. Yeah, he was Kingpin. I, th- I don't even know if I watched that all the way through. Eh, don't bother. But, no, so like I said, we've only had a few depictions of Kingpin. So, that said, Vincent D'Onofrio well, is an amazing actor, and oh, I so can't good. see anyone doing better than him. You, you need to watch season three. Um, you just do. He's so good in it. Um. Yeah, I, mean, I guess so. But 
So that all happens, and we have one more fight with somebody in a black outfit with a weird helmet that gets pulled off. And lo and behold, which we know what's happening because she was uh, credited for coming into the show. Um, it's Yelena. Yes. And I knew she was coming. We all knew she was coming because they right. they mentioned it before. But here's my problem with it. You ready? Why why does she so she she gets away from Clint. Uh Kate has her you know on the draw. She just shakes her head. Kate lets her go and she jumps off. Yeah. And Clint's like, okay, there she goes. Someone hired a black widow. Right. It doesn't jibe with the post credit scene at the end of Black Widow. We immediately, as soon as the episode got done, Shaylee was like Wait a sec, what's going on there? I'm like, how did you know? Because I'm like, I'm like, you know it's a black widow. She's like, what are you talking about? Right. I said, how how do you not know? And that's because I remembered, obviously, from Black Widow. Right. There's that post-credit scene where you have right. but she basically says when she's talking to what Veronica, is that her name? Yeah. She tells like, she tells her that Clint Barton killed her her. Yeah, here's your next target. Yeah. Well, if Clint's really her next target. Why isn't she trying to take out Clint right there? Well, isn't that what she was trying to do? Don't you think she would have actually... She... Don't you think she would have killed him and made sure he was dead before she jumped off? Uh, maybe Kate Bishop was just another woman there that threw it off in the other... I mean, because what happened... I can't remember what, what happened to Echo. She was there too fighting, right? They were all fighting each other. There was no... You know, like Black Widow was fighting... Uh, not Black Widow. Black, you know what I mean? Elena was fighting Echo as well. I think you call her Black Widow. She's Black Widow now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they all got dis, you know all um, disoriented by the arrow. Right. right. Well, Yelena got up first. Echo was still down. Clint was still down. Right. But she just leaves. She's down. She's up. If she was there to kill Clint, why didn't she kill Clint? I think that's. I have an issue with that. That's a continuity issue of some sort. Well, you, did you see the preview that they put out today? I did not. Okay, well, she says, I'm going to kill you, Clint. Now. Why didn't she do it then? Why, I mean, why did she leave? Opportunity wasn't there, I suppose, in her mind. I don't know. You're, the person you're coming after is incapacitated. You're not, and yet you don't take him out. Because <laughs> I, 100%, I don't, I don't care that Kate had the draw on her or not. Right. I 100% believe Yelena could have disarmed Kate and killed Clint if she wanted to. As, as well trained as Kate hope, is. I would hope so. Yelena. Yeah. Not hope that he would, she would do it, but in that she's much right. be much better trained than Kate Bishop. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Put those two against each other. I'm going to vote on Yelena. 100%. Every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Yeah. I mean, she's been trained since a child, like, to kill. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that'll reveal itself. I was thinking we would get the the um, Kingpin reveal in this episode, but apparently not. We only have two two episodes left. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there's a lot to wrap up in two episodes. Now I don't know, like I don't know if we can have a season two Hawkeye that takes place over Easter. Maybe <laughs> we got Easter, and then we have uh, Independence Day. Then we'll do Thanksgiving, and then you we'll know, we'll on holidays. We'll do Arbor Day. I will say this: Kate Bishop will be at home with Clint Barton on Christmas. 
Do you think her her mom's going to be in jail or dead? Probably jail because keep an actor alive. Yeah. Um, I think he's well, going to bring bring her home for Christmas. Question for you. Yeah. Eleanor, Kate Bishop's mom. Who was she talking to on the phone? I thought Kingpin, maybe. I don't know. I think I think Kingpin is a very likely possibility. But after Yelena showed up, I'm starting to wonder if it was Veronica. It's possible, yeah. So that's something to consider. I want to see Kingpin. I want to see him in this show. It fits. It fits so well. And I think if Marvel doesn't throw him in here, they're making a mistake. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. But you're right. Two episodes ago. Uh, Mephisto. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, that said, I do think Kate does use a mug that has hexagons on it with bees. What was mug? What was uh, Clint's Thanos mug? Thanos mug. What did it say? Thanos was right. Oh, did it say that too on the mug? Okay. Yeah. I missed that. I saw the word Thanos. I'm like, oh my god, that's funny. That's funny. So, what what, what is your take on the series versus the other three that have been out? Where does it land for you? I'm enjoying it. Um, differently. Um, and there's nothing bad about it, so I don't want to. No, make, no, I know. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Um, but you know, with one division, there were so many layers of the onion to peel back. I really like that show because I think it was just so well done. How, I mean, the first two episodes, I'm like, what the fuck? I, I don't know. One division, so many layers. I loved it. But then, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier, it was good. It was like a Marvel movie, just extended, um, enjoyed it thoroughly as well, but it's a lot more punching and hitting and stuff like that. Well, I liked where it went with, For, with uh, race and things like that. Like I thought it was good, really good. Oh yeah, all of that is fantastic. I'm not trying to downplay that, but oh, I know the one, the, my favorite so far is by far Loki. Oh, by far, huh? Oh, I I think it is the best of all the MCU series so far. No, we only have four. I liked it a lot too. Well, five if you five if you. I liked it all. Five. There was like two episodes I think I didn't that were like okay, but they were good. It was good. So I like this. I'm not going to make a judgment yet, only because what we've seen in Marvel is that the next episode is going to ramp things up to nine, and then episode six is going to be 10 or 11. Right. right. I have no doubt we're going to have a massive cliffhanger. And I would not be surprised if the, if Kingpin shows up in the last two seconds of episode five. Yeah, I agree. I, I really, what? I really like Haley Steinfeld though. In this, I think she's been great. I agree hundred percent. So you, you're saying this is probably your favorite of the MCU shows now. I'm, I'm having the most fun with it. I really enjoy it. I enjoy it way more than I thought. I enjoy it way more than I thought. And maybe, you know what it is? It's, I'm glad it's that Christmas time. Like there's that element to it's really cool. And, you know, they, they thought it through and we'll see at the end of this what happens, but. I agree. So I'll give it a, you know, I'll place it in the Pantheon after the series ends, but I don't know. I, I, I can't place it right now. Right now it's fourth for me. All right. But that sounds terrible 
because I really like it. That's okay. We'll see at the end. We'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Well, next week we'll have that episode. Um, we'll catch up on time this time, Michael. I think we'll record next Thursday then. That works. So that we get episode five right away out in the book. So um, that's what Hopefully we'll do. Hopefully with far fewer technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, the audience right. doesn't need to know this, but it took us uh, almost two hours to record a one-hour episode. <laughs> right. Um, but – that being said, if you want to tell us what you think about the Hawkeye show and any other things we talked about, where can they do that, Michael? Well, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at KyberCast, or you can find us on Facebook, both a page and a group at The KyberCast. Leave a comment. Uh, we respond pretty quickly. Cool. And again, if you'd like to support the show, check out patreon.com slash KyberCast and hit us up there. Or the best way you can do it is to listen through your best podcatcher that you'd like to use and smash that subscribe button, Michael. Smash it. Um, that way you're told automatically when our show is uploaded. Um, and if you leave any kind of reviews and any of that stuff, I'm sure you've heard it from many podcasts. It does help the podcast out. It gets rated. Um, clearly, we're not one of the big guys that is, is you know, in a, in a network of other podcasts. So we, we need your help in sharing. So tell a friend about the podcast. And finally, if you just want to go to our website at kybercast.com, you can listen to any of our back catalog there uh, of all of our shows and you can do some shopping if you want. It is, you know, you have a couple weeks before Christmas. We've got fun stuff on there. If you know anybody that uh, would like a, even a mug or a hat or a shirt, something like that, that helps the show out too. Plus you get some cool swag. So check it out at kybercast.com slash shop. And then, uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Right, Michael? We missed anything else? No, I think we're good to go. Cool. Until next time, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.